Hey, dear, what, what, uh, do you know what the day is today? Uh, April 20th. It's the day of the Daleks! Blaze it. Uh, mm, I was gonna say something else, but, mm, no. Exterminate um, it? Yeah, that works. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. Still doesn't feel good. Day of the Daleks! Episode 60, season 9 starts off with a bang! Because the Daleks are back! Last time they were here was the evil of the Daleks, which we didn't watch because it's part of it's missing still, even though it's a good episode. They haven't revived it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's really dumb. So actually, the last Dalek episode we've seen was The Power of the Daleks, which was the second Doctor's <sighs> very first episode. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. So Daleks are back. Say hello. Hello. Um, what happens in the episode, dear? Daleks, apparently. Yep. Um, and also, uh, we see a weird building with paintings on the wall, and there's a soldier guarding a door, and then there's also a man at a desk writing, and he's not to be disturbed, but someone is hiding in the curtains trying to murder him, but then he disappears weirdly. Uh, meanwhile, the brigadier has a phone call with the minister about something that's happening. He's putting his best men on it! His best men is the Doctor and Joe, who are trying to repair the TARDIS currently. Uh, but that wasn't... That's weird, wasn't the TARDIS working? No, it was actually under remote control by the Time Lords. But then the door opens, <gasps> and weirdly, the Doctor and Joe are also staring inside of the TARDIS, watching the Doctor and Joe. But they also aren't there, sort of. Uh, but then the Doctor's like, don't worry about it. And then the TARDIS buzzes and pops, and there's smoke, and then they're gone. And the brigadier walks in, and he's like, hey, I see you haven't gone anywhere. And they go, <laughs> and then there's going to be, mm-hmm. apparently, a third world war. So that sucks. Oh. Uh, so there's going to be a conference to try and fix it. The doctor is informed about the assassin ghost. We see that soldier rematerialize in a field and head back to the house. But a whistle sound makes him scared, and then he gets punched by a Klingon. And then they walk away. And <laughs> Are you really going to call them Klingons? Yeah, that's what I called them the entire time. They look like Klingons. Uh, just without the weird wrinkly head. That's it. Um, Reginald is now denying the entire ghost incident, even though there's literal muddy footprints nearby. And while searching the grounds, they find the soldier and he has a laser gun. So they take him to a hospital. But they also find this weird box thing in a nearby tunnel. Meanwhile, a man in a rotating chair, who I came to just call Spinny Chair, uh, is talking to the Klingons with, and he's like, there are to be no complications because someone needs to be satisfied, so get this shit done. You're on a hunt for someone that started something, and now y'all are dismissed. Goodbye. And then the brigadier shows Reginald, the guy that was trying to be assassinated, the gun. He has a mini panic attack, and then he's like, nah, it's not real. Benton also goes with the soldier to the hospital, and the doctor then finds out that the gun is a ray gun. So that's a thing. The doctor talks about having seen ghosts as well, but he, he, it's a joke, but he also can't figure out the box they found. It's a time machine that the doctor can't seem to get working, but as soon as he, like, touches it, it's working. But then, it, it, when it's working, it makes the soldier in the ambulance randomly disappear, 
and the chair people are like, track that, track that, look at that, it's right here, we need to track that. And they're like, alright. Uh, and then you see a Dalek in the corner that says the word report to the spitty chair guy, and then it cuts away. And then uh, oh. every- it's time for everybody to have a sleepover in the weird haunted house. Oh, that's gonna die. Yes. All the soldiers are in place, and uh, the doctor is having some wine, and Joe decides to explore. But then Joe comes back, steals some cheese and wine for Benton, but then he's caught, sent somewhere else, and then the dude eats his wine and cheese. And he's like, fucking suck it. And Joe gets scared about goats. Ghosts. Not goats. Ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Could you imagine if it was goats instead of ghosts? Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) I tell you, man, there are goat hoof prints in this room. I mean, there were last episode. I remember things sometimes. You remember things sometimes? Well, to be fair, last episode did have a lot of good imagery and uh, memorable things. Demons. 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 Haunted shit. The horror movie shticks that I love. Anyway. uh, uh, The soldiers under the bridge... Kill some people, uh, walk out, and run off back towards the building to go finish what that one soldier started. Uh, While the brig is wandering around the base, going, man, is there coffee? Man, we've been staying up all night. But then Geneva, the Geneva calls in and goes, everybody's fucking pissed. World War III is inevitable. And he's like, well, fuck, shit, alright. And then they... Find out that Joe is gone, and the doctor is hanging out in the room where he was originally, and they have all the soldiers rush into the building that wanted to do the assassinate, and they're like, turn, and one of them's like, turn that box off or we're gonna be killed. Now, and we see that the Daleks kind of know where it is, they have to track it though, and as soon as- Also, there's Daleks. They nail down where it is, the owner of it needs to be killed. And then that that's the episode, really. Yeah, murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Day of the Daleks. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why um, it took so long for uh, them to get another Dalek story back. Um, Didn't the writer take the Daleks with him to America? To- yeah. Terry Terry Nation, who owns the Daleks, because he created them, yep. and you know he re- maintained rights to them. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tried to create a Dalek TV show in America. It kind of bombed. You don't it say. It didn't work out. Um. But we did get two Dalek movies out of it, which were the Doctor Who and the Daleks, with Peter Cushing as Doctor Who. Um, who? Which Peter Cushing? You know Peter Cushing? Who? Um, Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars. Who? The, uh, oh, the that fucking... guy. Okay. Sorry, I had I had to look him up. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, that's understandable. I, yeah, whatever. I don't watch sci-fi anyway. things. Anyway, continue. Um. Yes, I know, which is why it upsets me. Um, so, 
that's why this episode is the most recent one that we get. Um, from here on out, uh, now that they have Terry Nation back, uh, let me tell you, Daleks come back aplenty. Um, and this is probably my least favourite of the third Doctor ones, because it, um... Not just because of the original production problems that they had with the Daleks, um, which is... Mm -hmm. We'll get into it in the next episode's stuff, but, um... Uh, they, essentially, uh, they were, they were basically pressured into doing another Dalek thing, because their, their bosses were like, listen, we want a fucking Dalek story. So they looked at all the stories in the season that they had, and they were like, okay, we'll insert Daleks into this one. Um, because initially this script was just a basic, uh, time paradox script. Uh Uh, as, you know, as basic as a script about a time paradox can be. But the initial working titles for this one was The Ghost Hunters, Years of Doom, The Time Warriors, The Day of the Daleks, and Ghosts. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, what happens in the next episode, dear? Uh, so, the other soldiers have come in with Joe captive. Tell him to turn off the box or she'll fucking die. Chair guy comes Yay. in. Oh. In his area, and says to the Daleks, we lost the trace of the time machine, sorry. And they're like, the fuck is wrong with you? And then the guerrilla soldiers say that the the doctor did a bunch of shit and is to be executed, but actually they think he's Sir Reginald. So, yeah. And the lady leader, like, picks up a newspaper and is like, oh, you're telling the truth, never mind. Uh, Annette, the leader... Uh, sends the trigger happy fuck ass outside to guard the door while she asks questions because he's a piece of shit. Uh, Unit now knows that two men are missing, so they go back inside the house to check. Benton and Unit look for Joe and call in to report that they couldn't find them. Siege gets just to told to search the grounds again. So they tie up the doctor and Joe <laughs> and put him in the cellar. Leader lady makes sure everybody left and they all fucking leave. Uh, then Joe thinks that they're criminals. The doctor says, we shouldn't judge them. You're being a piece of shit, Joe. They're from 200 years in the future. You don't know what the fuck's going on. And they they can't get out of the rope, so there's just, like, time to just sit here. Chair guy is still trying to reason with the Daleks, and they mention that time travelers are criminals. However, if anyone uses the space-time module, it'll come straight to them, because they've now done that sort of magnet shit. Soldiers are trying to get fresh orders, and the one trigger dude happy dude is still a piece of shit, and it's just like, let's fucking shoot him. And then the one guy is like, I'll just go back to the bridge, and does some stuff in the grass over by the bridge before calling in again. And he's like, hey, can can, can you hear me? And he's like, uh, well, uh, fuck, there's a Klingon here, and he gets punched in the head. And then they shoot at each other. And then the brig doesn't know where Joe is and the doctor is, so he calls over to the house. And they go downstairs, and the the gorilla soldiers go downstairs, take the doctor so he can answer the phone. And he's like, alright, cool. Yeah, I guess you're perfectly okay. And then he's like, something, something, Marines. And he's like, I knew something was wrong. Uh, (laughs) Styles is supposed to come back tonight, and the doctor says something about Marines. And Joe gets herself out. And she's like, I'll smash this time machine if you don't let us go. But then it activates, and she's taken to the 22nd century. And the Klingons are called Ogrons, and Joe is asked to sit in the spinny chair. Like, yay! And then 
and and is asked about the people who attacked her. She mentions the doctor, and he asks Joe exactly when and where she came from, the exact date as well. And Joe talks about the tunnel and the time machine, and he tells he goes off and he's like, "Go rest for a while. I'll deal with it." And so he goes and tells the Daleks that they're going to plan to trap him, uh, a trap for them, all led by one of the Daleks. The doctor downstairs is tied up again, and he cuts through the ropes when they leave, though. So that's nice. Meanwhile, the Klingons are all coming towards the building. There's a gunfight. The doctor comes in as they leave, uh, and he has a fight with a Klingon. And he also takes one of the laser guns and runs after the soldiers. And the brig is suddenly here with a machine gun on a jeep. And he's like, look at my jeep. And the doctor's like, cool, let me steal it. And he drives off. And then he basically chases all of them down to the tunnel where he finds the soldiers. And he's like, wait, no, you need to go away. And then they time teleport all together. And it's weird. Time teleport? Yeah, they time travel together. Because there was also a Dalek here. And it was weird. And that was the episode. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over time teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so in the initial script, Ogrons were not named. They were just merely referred to as monster. And but you know, Daleks happened, and then they sort of elaborate a little bit further. Um. How much do you like the Ogrons? Do you? <sighs> Why? I'm just I'm just asking. They're just. How much do you like them? They just look like they're running around in black face paint. That's all it looks like. Oh. Oh. I mean... Am I wrong? I was gonna say... I was was hoping you would just say, I don't like them, or I do like them. So I could tell you they're only in, like, two episodes. Okay, well, I I dislike them a lot, because they're just running around in black face paint. Well, that, okay, you you make it sound as if there's no, like, prosthetic or, like, makeup to make them... It doesn't like, look like it half the alien. time. That's the problem. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, the way the Ogrons work is there's, there's uh, essentially a top part of their head is, is, a, is like a Klingon mask, but lazily done, um, put on top of them, and then the, the makeup blends the mask color with the rest of their face. It's not black... It's not a black face thing. Well, no, I'm saying, like, their faces, their heads, every single part of them is, like, painted, like, charcoal-y black. It's, like, ridiculous. Uh, it's not charcoal-y black. It's, like, It's, a like, brown. reflectively. Reflectively. Like, charcoal is when you color with it. What do you... <laughs> Vasectomy. Whatever. Um... Whatever. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're only in like two episodes, so it's it's completely fine. They they come back in some audio adventures, but maybe they, maybe I'm of... thinking more like pencil lead. Like when you like fill something in with pencil lead, it's kind of reflectivey, glossy. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit glossy, but that's literally just because they use the type of makeup that they use. They use like kind of glossy. Makeup. Well, they just look like they co- they're covered in pencil lead. It's weird. I don't like it. I okay, whatever. But pencil lead is a lot blacker than what it actually is. Anyway, whatever. Um. So, 
This is the first story in which um, the Doctor actually interacts with another version of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the scene where, you know, the Doctor's tinkering with the TARDIS and he and Joe meet a future version of themselves. Uh, it was initially intended that in episode four, the Doctor and Joe would meet their episode one selves. This time they they would be their future selves. And the audience would thus realise where the future doubles had come from. But that scene was another that had to be dropped because episode four was under overrunning. Um, so we actually don't see the scene where they go back and uh, uh-huh. you know, talk to themselves. Yeah. Um, which, there's a lot of scenes cut from this episode because they just were overrunning. There was meant to be a scene where uh, that connected this episode to the previous Dalek episode and sort of explained what happened after the events of that one, but they cut it because they just didn't have time in the episode, so they were like, well, f- fuck it, who cares? Um, but, yeah. What happens in the next episode, dear? Uh, well, the Doctor finds himself in the future, now, in the tunnel. And the soldiers are all leaving, and they're headed back to their own time, so 200 years ahead in the future. And the Doctor wants to find Joe. And there's Klingons looking for them in the tunnel. Oh no, and the Doctor instead heads up to the surface to look around. And the Daleks are really upset that they weren't found and they continue looking around for them. Uh, Spinny Chair Guy is to be punished because he keeps fucking up. And the gorillas were apparently stealing weaponry and stuff of the Daleks, uh, tricking them a ton because they're smarter than they assumed they were. Chair Guy also talks about the doctor to the Daleks, and he mentions he's in this time now, and they're like, holy shit! Uh, the doctor is caught on a sci fi camera while walking around. And he finds out that workers, and we find out that workers will be will be dying soon if they're overworked, be, and the Daleks don't fucking care. But apparently they need a hundred and ten percent input or output, whatever. And it's <laughs> human sacrifices are are okay basically. The Doctor is outside one of the work centers, and Chair wants the work figures specifically sent to him for which factories are fucking up so he can go deal with them. Meanwhile, one soldier comes back to talk to the lady soldier and trigger happy soldier, the gorilla soldiers. At the work center, people are dumping things into trash cans, though, and there's guards all over the place, and Klingons, and it looks like a really bad place to be. Joe is having a good time being kept where they are, and she's told the doctor is here. Sorry, Evie's doing weird shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, my favourite part about you explaining episodes is you trying to understand your own fucking notes and being confused by them. I thought you were being confused. No, Evie's, like, scared of being out- looking out the window for some reason, and I don't know why. It's because it's there's Daleks out there. Obviously. Uh, they capture the Doctor, right? Uh, they call him a spy, threaten him a bunch, and the Doctor's just like, I just want Joe, man. And then another dude walks in with even worse hair and says, I'll take him. Go away. And he's like, all right. Dude, the dude with the bad hair goes, what group are you from? I'm trying to help you. And he's like, I'm not from any fucking group. What is your problem? And then spinny chair dude walks in and goes, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Treat him nicely. We also have Joe here, by the way. What the fuck? And he then he like leads the doctor out and then he turns back around to bad hair dude. And he's like, why are your numbers bad? I'm going to fucking kill you if they're not raised. And he's like, okay, fine. And then he leaves. So bad hair dude pulls out a secret shower head and starts to talk to soldiers, the soldiers across the way. But then he gets caught. And 
The Doctor and Joe are lounging around, having wine from their bong. Uh, Spinny Chair lies about the factory being a prison, even though there's women and children there. Doctor thinks that everyone's under some uh, enslavement. Spinny Chair's like, nah. Doctor, of course, automatically knows it's the Dalek somehow. Joe and the Doctor concoct a plan about Joe being in pain for them to escape. There's a random motorized trike outside that just happens to be there and with fuel that they get on and escape. Gun chase, car chase, trike chase, I don't know what you'd call it, but they are caught. And then the soldiers- Trike trike chase. The soldiers want to see the doctor because he's an- save the doctor because he's an enemy of the Daleks, right? So he's got some sort of information that can help, probably. And then the Daleks are- then seen reading the doctor's mind, and he's like, he is the doctor! We knew it! We're gonna kill him! And then that was the episode. So, um, fun fact about the trikes. Uh, John Pertwee uh, recalled that he persuaded Barry Letts to let them include the trikes scene in the story, because he just loves vehicles, and he was like, oh, we should have a scene with trikes. Um, however, he considered the chase sequence involving him to be one of the more dangerous stunts that he'd ever insisted on doing Mm -hmm. during his time in the series. Um, uh, John Pertwee uh, probably has the same feeling on Daleks that you do, actually. Uh, He later on went to say that he never liked the Daleks. He felt that the monsters were very limited and could not understand their popularity. Mm -hmm. However, he eventually conceded their uh, he conceded that with the publicity that followed the announcement of their return to the series, uh, and he was like, oh, maybe it was just me biting my lip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, he enjoyed working with the story's guest cast. He likes the Ogrons. Um, their design allowed the actors' mouths and lips to be seen, and thus he felt the actors playing them uh, to come to grips with the characters, with an entire range of expressions available to make the viewers actually believe their performance. This is also partially because the original... Uh, Dalek voices they had for this episode were garbage. Um, you don't say. We heard it. So, okay, the way the Daleks talk is kind of a specific way, but for some reason, the the two guys who were doing the voices for this episode initially decided to enunciate each syllable in a very slow and annoying way that made their dialogue even more stilted than normal. And it was like, this is garbage. And it was mainly because um, Daleks hadn't been on the screen in years, so no one had really had chance to, you know, refine their craft. Uh, Needless to say, uh, the guys who... Uh, did the voices for it, were not asked to come back and do the voices of Daleks again. Shocking. But uh, the voices were so bad, actually, that um, in in 2011, when they released a DVD of it, which we watched it on here, um, they did a special edition of the uh, episode where they did updated some graphics and some special effects and added another scene that we'll talk about in a bit. Um but they also completely changed the Dalek voices and got Nicholas Briggs to do the voices, who you may know as the guy who does the voice of the Daleks in the new season, and also the Cybermen, and also does so much shit with Doctor Who that it's insane. Like, even just reading the amount of shit he does with, like, Big Finish and the audio stuff makes me feel tired. Um, I don't know how 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 that man keeps up with all the work he does, but bloody <laughs> hell. Tell me about um, it. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, Nicholas Briggs is one of the people who 
kept Doctor Who alive, essentially, uh, in the in the dark times. <laughs> but yeah, they they redid it. Um, it sounds good now. It, it, it the the difference between the two voices is completely stark. Like night and day. Um, Nicholas Briggs just knows what he's doing with that, mm-hmm. um, which is good. Uh, also, I will mention. Uh, I don't know how much you've picked up on this, but this is a 1970s story in which the future is me- referenced, and the future that is referenced is a dystopia, which kind of began with the trend of uh, media with things like Planet of the Apes, etc., where uh-huh. the 70s view of the future was very stark, uh, depressing, and sometimes even uh, nature overgrown, sort of. Yeah, society in ruins, it's nature an taking entire, back society. It's an entire book genre that I read a lot of in high school, actually. It's, it's one of my favorite genres. Yes, and it kind of started getting real popular with things like Planet of the Apes. This is uh, Doctor Who dipping their toes into that sort of thing, being like, hey, maybe the future isn't so bright. Like, uh, well... Remember, we have the Dalek invasion of Earth already, which is the 22nd... Oh god, I've already forgotten when it actually is. Uh, the 22nd century or 21st century? I f- forget. I should remember this. Because there's a lot... T- t- the problem is, there's a lot of Dalek wars with humans. <laughs> um, the, there's the this one that we're talked about, which is the 22nd century, which is uh, the second Dalek invasion of Earth, I believe, or the first, don't at me, um, where, you know, it's all because of what happens at this peace conference, or doesn't happen. Who knows? knows? Dear hasn't explained it yet. Uh Um, (laughs) But um, we have a lot of this sort of dystopian... Uh, dystopian fiction but there's still the glimmer of hope with it like the guerrilla fighters coming back to try and change things and constantly being told like hey like you kill these guerrilla fighters like more will just pop up Mm -hmm. um the guerrilla fighters themselves I don't know if you noticed but their leader is a woman yeah um which you know is a very 70s thing um and is kind of based on um a lot of this story is it takes inspiration from the Six Day War between. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the Six Day War, dear. Nope, none. Uh, the Six Day War between uh, Israel and Egypt, um, and a, a lot of speculation, and it's kind of been confirmed, but also not really that um, the female uh, guerrilla fighters kind of influenced, even maybe indirectly by a kind of famous or infamous, at the time, uh, quote-unquote, freedom fighter or guerrilla fighter uh, of uh, a Palestinian resistance group. Um, So, this is an episode that is very much of the time, and is very much like, if things weren't going on in history that were going on... um, it would have been completely different. Um, like, you have them talking about uh, potential World War Three happening, which, again, remember, this is supposedly taking place in the future, not not right now in the present in the 1970s. Uh, so it's like, hey, uh, people watching this at home, your future's going to be terrible. Uh, we're going to be on the brink of war. 
um, which is not good. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of terrible, but it's interesting in and of itself. Like, this, the episodes like this, where they take inspiration very much of things of the day, is fascinating because it gives you an insight into what life was like back then and what it was like living through and processing events like the Six-Day War and sort of Israeli um, conflicts, uh, which at the time was kind of different to how a lot of people view Israel today. Like, at the time it was sort of a, a point of like, Hey, Israel's kind of, um, it's kind of not good that they're doing this. Um, whereas now there's sort of difference of opinion of how things actually are, and we're not going to get into it. Um, not the place, you know, we are not the podcast of worms. We are not the podcast for that. Yeah, no, uh, Deer and Game talk about Israeli-Palestinian conflicts is the next podcast we're we're launching. Jesus Christ, no. But yeah, it, it, historical context, um, uh, time paradox. It essentially uh, pr- trying to prevent war by going back in time and changing it. Uh, the doctor mentioning uh, the Blinovich uh, limitation effect, which is very important. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You need to remember this, dear. Fuck that. Um, y- y- <sighs> listen, it becomes a major plot point in good for them. Ten years. Good for them. <laughs> Hey, what happens in the next episode, dear? A uh, spinny chair comes in and saves him and goes, don't kill him! And the Daleks go, fucking what? And he's like, "If they, we use the mind machine on him to figure out where the rebels are, it'll just kill him. And we really need to find where the rebels are. I promise you he's working with them. And he's like, I'm going to go threaten the doctor instead because that'll work. Daleks apparently invaded Earth because they learned to time travel again. It was a whole thing. Meanwhile, the soldiers are making a plan to get well, the doctor out. Well, remember they out. had time travel in the chase. Yeah. Meanwhile, the soldiers are making a plan to get the doctor out. If the doctor doesn't reveal information to the Daleks, they're probably going to kill him. And something about traitors, and something that he's a traitor, and a spinny chair is a traitor, and and a series of wars apparently broke out a while ago when something happened. Seven eighths of the world was wiped out, and the Daleks were like. We could take that over. And they did. And Spinny Chair says that nothing can change and just trust him because he's trying to save his life. And meanwhile, the soldiers are assaulting the building to get in and break in and get the doctor. And the the main soldier leader's like, I'm going to kill this fucking Spinny Chair dude. His Spinny Chair is too cool. And he's like, listen, if you kill him, there's just going to be another person in the Spinny Chair. Like, it doesn't matter. It could have been him. It could have been anyone else. Your problem is not him. It's just the person who built the spinny chair, okay? So let's leave. And they do. And the Brig is trying to find the Doctor, even in the tunnel. And he can't find anyone on Earth still. So he's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, The delegates are going to be here soon. So that's something that we have to worry about now, though. Apparently, we now find out that Sir Reginald was lying and supposedly killed all the delegates. And because of that, all the yep. war happened. So the soldiers were going to go back, kill Reginald, and change the past. And the doctor's like, uh-huh. And then they're like, well, why don't we use the doctor to go back and kill him 
And they're like, huh, that might work. But the doctor doesn't want to do it, whatever. And he's like, maybe your history was wrong. You still have a soldier back there. You guys were given, like, guns and bombs. And wait a second. And they're literally brought a bomb back full of Dalek anium. Which apparently in Doctor Who, you can just fucking add anium to something. And it works. Okay, 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 okay. I I have to inform you of something here. So Dalekanium <sighs> is a spe- refers to a specific metal that the Daleks use mm-hmm. to on their casing. It's mm. like the metal they use on the casing, which is why bullets don't affect them. Yeah. Um, because it's it's such a powerful metal. Mm-hmm. Um, in this in this episode, for some reason, they're like, ah, oh, yes, Dalekanium is a bomb. <laughs> It's like, what? Um, okay, whatever. (laughs) Okay. Spinny Chair is sent to go manage some operations himself. And they've given a time machine thing to the doctor and will give him covering fire if they need it. And he gets sent back. He's going to be sent back. And they're in the tunnels and they're about to head back. But then they're surrounded by Klingons and Spinny Chair is there. And he tells all the Klingons to leave and he's like, listen, I fucking talked to you about this. And the doctor's like, listen just fuck off and he's like all right bye and he leaves <laughs> the doctor and joe are back there and styles and everyone is meeting back up at the house and the meeting is so impo- important the whole world restaurant it and the doctor and joe drive up and then there's this huge fucking argument about needing to evacuate the building and fucking what's his face is just like no and i'm just sitting here screaming no one just says the word bomb if you say the word bomb delegates usually leave you know it's a matter of fucking safety (laughs) i don't care he's literally like i don't want to leave like there's a fucking bomb just say bomb so you leave because there's so much arguing about him just like i don't want to leave i'm just like what the some Daleks and Klingons are walking out of the tunnel, coming to start a fight, though. And the Doctor decides to fuck off and just go look for the bomb. And Shura, the original uh, left-behind soldier. The Doctor finds him and he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm lying to you and saying everyone's left, so there's no point to blowing up the house. Meanwhile, all the delegates actually leave, so the house is empty. Yep. And then Joe comes in and goes, hey, the house is empty, but the Daleks are here. And so Shura's like, okay, you know what? I'll blow them up instead. And they're like, okay. And they leave. Then the Brig tells everyone, get the fuck out of the house. Let the Daleks inside. And then the house blows up. Yay. And then Reginald is like, what the fuck happened? I thought we were safe. There was a bomb in there. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? And then that was pretty much the episode. And then everyone was dead. Yes. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dead, dear. Yep. Isn't isn't it just amazing that everyone's dead and Doctor Who's over now? Yes, it's great. <laughs> um uh, another quick little fun fact. There's a segment where the doctor says that he uh has met Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual interaction between him and Napoleon is the test script that they used to audition uh, people for the 8th Doctor in the 90s when they were making the 
the movie, the hmm. TV movie, um, which is an interesting script. Um, there's videos of some people reading out the script, um, but yeah, thought you just want to mm-hmm. have that as a little palate cleanser. So, four. What did you think of... Oh, I see what you're doing here. You're referencing the beginning of the episode where they go back in time accidentally and look at themselves. Four. So you're saying the rating before I ask you for it. Oh, that's very clever, dear. So Fucking done. <laughs> you're fucking done? So fucking well, you done. shouldn't be done, dear. Hey, it was an episode without the master. I mean, thank you. I was kind of angry. I thought you had, like, pulled one over on me earlier when the fucking soldier pooped in. Poofed. Poofed in. And (laughs) I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Is that the goddamn master? And it wasn't. I was like, alright, that's okay. Uh, Master doesn't come back for a a while, at least. Good. Um, Fuck him. He's... Listen. No. The... He has some unresolved... Homoerotic tension between him and the Doctor, okay? Mm-hmm. But anyway, next episode is one of my absolute favourites from the third Doctor. Cool, I'm gonna it's hate it, It's the Curse probably. of Peladon. Uh, it's probably because it's very cheesy. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I'm, I'm gonna place a bet for anyone who's already watched the episode, Deer is going to see uh, Alpha Centauri and... Fucking either laugh or sigh. Oh, let's go so, with sigh. Let's. I don't know. You I know don't what? know. You it know could what? be. You want to make a bet on this? One gift sub. Okay, one gift sub. Cool. I say well, I'm gonna take. No, huge... well, the... I'm not gonna remember. The thing is, you... Okay, you won't. Your memory <laughs> is terrible. Um, the curse of Peladon. Uh-huh. Uh, what is Peladon? What is its curse? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Does it feature someone who I'm going to talk about? Yes! Um. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.